We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise the continuing connections to lands, waters and communities. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders, past, present and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded, always was, always will be. Trash Talk Podcast, where me and my friends not only pick apart each of the songs of the Eurovision Song Contest, but we pick each other apart too. I know we've been gone a minute now, and thank you so much for your patience. I apologize for the delay between episodes. Sometimes life just happens, and because we're a new podcast, I'm just kind of getting used to the flow of uh, editing this in my spare time and, and making it all happen, but I am excited to launch episode four long time coming now and listening back on this episode uh which we recorded probably like two weeks ago it's really fucking funny (laughs) and you're in for a really good time uh i have nothing new to tell you so (laughs) we're just gonna get into it thanks for sticking around let's make history let's (laughs) oh wow oh wow sorry i just wanted to say that yeah, it's great. And we are going to be making history. We're making history in Ireland right now. Number That's three. That's right. We're charting number three <laughs> in Ireland. Welcome back to all my friends. Hello. We've got Kaz. We've hello. got Zoe. We've Hi. got Lockie. Hi. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, hey, uh, hey. What's going on in your worlds at the moment? Any Eurovision news? What's what's happening? Oh, this morning was the first day of the Madrid pre-party. Which was interesting. Mm. It was all Benidorm acts, though, today. Yes. So I got yeah. to see my robbed queen, Vico, um, oh. of Nochantera fame perform, which was quite amazing. The only artist that I can think of that didn't make an appearance was Agony, who was like... Oh, wow. Salty. Girly pop guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that, yeah, I don't know. So that was an interesting watch. I'll need to catch up on that because uh, Benidorm this year was really strong. It really was. There were like four or five songs that I actually liked better than what we ended up with, which I feel bad yeah. about. <laughs> I quite like Spain this year, but we'll get to that another episode, I'm sure. Yeah, like like Spain's my second this year, but she was my third in Benidorm. That is wild. This is a lot like yeah. last year, Jade, I remember Jade's winner of Melfest was um, Casiopeia with that like absolute Melfest <laughs> classic tune. Kaz's uh, sense, baby sensory video. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's kind that of also, my that thing. That was also my winner. I don't want to say that I like performances that look like Coco Melon or any of those um, fruit videos, but it's definitely like on par with what can catch my eye. Anyway, it's a good song. That is a good song, song, but Fantastic still song. wasn't your winner, Cornelia Jacobs, wasn't your winner of Melfest, but ended up for a time as your winner of the contest. I think it was for a little bit. So... I mean, that's yeah. that's something that can happen. Sometimes one of the NFs is just better than Eurovision. Yeah. <laughs> no comment about this year <laughs> as of yet. I feel like I'm usually that way with uh, FDC, but... Not this year. <laughs> well, 
as like, we heard I, there, in there the have been US. years where I've streamed FTC more than I've streamed uh, that year's Eurovision songs. Wow. The, uh, nah. <laughs> Every year, like two years ago when I first got into the contest, my most streamed song of the year was Maps by Leslie Roy. It was brutal. Oh. Shout out to Ireland. Shout That's out to Ireland. <laughs> we'll get back to you. Buddy, will we? What about Zoe and Kaz? Anything new? Not really. I've just been catching yeah, the odd pre-party performance. The only kind of takeaway I have from that is uh, I'm still feeling scared about Vesna. Yes. yes. I love love their studio. Uh, ESCZ was a mess, but I could excuse it because it was ESCZ. But every performance yeah. since, I'm just like, I don't know how they're going to pull this together in May. Tell me about it. The official Eurovision account posted a video of them singing My Sister's Crown, like a little bit of My Sister's Crown acapella. Mm. And it was bad. And I was like, guys, don't post that. <laughs> like, come on, do them a favor, please. It's getting hard to keep them in my top 10 like they weren't. And then I really came to like the studio when they ran up and now they're dropping again. And the only thing I have to say about that is Pam Rabbit robbed. Yeah. <laughs> love love for Pam Rabbit. She should have won with Get Up. She should have won with Ghosting. I hope to see her next year. 27 times the charm. <laughs> <laughs> if it works for Samantina, it can work for anyone, right? I don't know that it worked well, for Samantina. works, yeah. Yeah, like at least she made it to Eurovision. She's doing better than uh, Marcus Riva. Like that's yeah. a win. <laughs> and yeah. Or Marood. Yeah. Oh, my Ooh, God. That guy. Yeah. Please. I can't believe Ronella made it to Eurovision before Marood. How like mad would you yeah. be? What a, what a girl boss. <laughs> and what about you, Kaz? Anything new? Uh, no, still mentally preparing for Eurovision in concert, That's but right. I'm excited for that. I'm getting on my, I don't know if I said this last time, but I've officially organized a big Belgian flag to bring with me. Oh, you me. did get one. <laughs> Dear Lord. <laughs> Someone's bringing it for me. So okay. it's in the works, you know, September, spring, summer. But yeah, maybe it'll change my opinions like drastically, like seeing it live. Yeah. I'm excited. Gustav Nation is about to rise high at. I'm going uh, to indoctrinate parties. cult members while I'm there. Gustav's an easy, uh, an interesting one because I think it's one of the few songs this year that I've mostly seen live. Like, mm. true, he did. It's the better live. live. At the it is way better live. It does give a like we said this earlier, maybe last episode, but it does a little bit give bad memories of say na 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 and other brutal songs like that. Oh. I'm but, sorry, <laughs> say na na na. Uh, hey hey say hey, what, that's say hey, what that was about last the episode. <laughs> that's but, top ten celebrate. Ugh. I love it. I'm still a say da 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 apologist. I'm sorry. It was really fun. That was in my top <laughs> 10, unironically, for a very long time in 2019. Sick in the head. Yeah, anyway, right. we should start Proudly. talking. <laughs> that brings us quite neatly to. Yes. Well, actually, that's a good segue. So we're going to start off by talking about San Marino. And this year, San Marino once again hosted their national final, Una Voce per San Marino. And after what seemed like endless contestants and nights and evenings and what have you, uh, we ended up with peaked jacks like an animal. Once again, I think it's fair to say that it's not something that anyone predicted as the winner. And I sure wish we didn't. Well, what would you prefer, this or Ranella? Honestly, I didn't follow Unavoce for San Marino. I just don't like this song. I don't. <laughs> okay, Zoe, tell us all about it. Why don't you like this song? Every time I hear the lyrics, I kind of get like cold sweats and uh, very scared. <laughs> and it keeps me up at night. I don't know. Like the Sade play, this song's fine. I know Pick Jacks have had 
a little bit of hype as like an Italian entrant. Um, like I know they're a decently known Italian rock band from what I've heard. Uh-oh, flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just, ah, oh, there's something about the song really just irks me lyrically. Is it giving you the ick? It's giving me the ick big time. It's oh. when I watched the Unavoce performance, if I saw him at a club, I would leave the club. Yeah. He'll, wait, yeah. you gotta, you gotta leave because he will chase you on the dance floor. Exactly. <laughs> like it's all, it's all just a little bit red flag. If you ask me. Cool. So what about you, Lockie? Cause I know that you might feel a different way about oh. this song. <laughs> we said like the first, one of the first things we established on the podcast was that we don't, we don't care about lyrics. That's like, right. We talked about it at length. Well, we only you, me, and Aeon. Aeon. So, like, that. everyone's got different. Yeah, everyone. That's the joy of this podcast. Everyone has their own different sort of list of priorities. Sure. But for me, like, I don't get hung up on lyrics. Um, it's like it's just a lot easier for me as someone who's male presenting. I've not had as much peak jacks uh, chasing me on the dance floor as perhaps some women have. But this song is a bit of me. <laughs> Not oh lyrically, but musically, it is like right up there in that sort of Maximo Park kind of early 2000s British Invasion revamp vibes mm. that I just am like, as soon as I heard it, in fact, Jade sent it to me and was like, you're going to really like this. Give it a go. <laughs> I did. Straight away. As soon as it won. And she was right. I was like, this it, this has clicked straight away. They're like a, a proper band, kind of doing a, a good pop rock sound. The main hook of the song is really catchy, that kind of muted guitar tone. And the guy just wails. Some people might not like the tone. That's actually understandable. I think a lot of the problems that people have with this song, I get it a lot because the lyrics are are weird. They definitely feel like an Italian trying to write a sexy love song and failing a little bit. But like musically, it's right in my oeuvre. Your what? My oeuvre. It's French. <laughs> for what? French for Your what? Uku. Vibe? Siviste. <laughs> it's right in my uku. <laughs> uku siviste. It's right in my uku. Speaking of X. <laughs> okay. Interesting. So we've got someone that hates it. We've got someone that loves it. Kaz, are you going to split it down the middle or are you going to side with either Zoe or Lockie? My God. Guess there's room for everybody. Let's just say that. That's... <laughs> That's how I feel about this entry. It's just, I'm team Zoe in this one. Sorry, Lockie, but I really don't like this song. To be honest, normally I feel like I'm a bit more of like a, I don't know, not an optimist, but like I'm a bit more positive. Like I give most of the songs above like a seven because I just like most of them. But this is one of the songs that, well, I won't spoil it, but I really do not like. I think that my biggest issue with it, first of all, is that it's so repetitive. I thought like when it first started, when I actually first heard it, like the first whatever, like 30 seconds, I was like, okay, this is just like a, fine rock song but then i feel like it's just like the same thing and it's just so plodding and repetitive it gets on my nerves so much also i thought literally for a very long time that he was saying i'm gonna slay you like an animal like you know how like slay well before slay became that type of word but like slay like slay an animal i'm like okay that's weird but it makes more sense than <laughs> smell you like an animal smell you that's a and <laughs> So That's last year, San Marino had probably the best type of act that they'll ever have, which is like an established Italian act with a vision and with a 
with you know success in Italy who's willing to you know just represent San Marino like basically just someone who's successful enough to represent Italy representing San Marino and I don't know why it didn't work out to be honest last year but this just feels like a step back like a very big step back like a leap back if this qualifies and Aquilore didn't I am San Marino is never gonna see heaven I'm sorry oh it's dead like, on arrival. Getting zero. Like, zero. Not zero. This is zero points. <laughs> is no, it? I don't see it. Stripper is everything that this wishes it was. Like stripper is this, but actually hot and not creepy. <sighs> you know? Exactly. I don't understand it. Not the I'm not this isn't even as a defender of Peak Jacks. As a viewer of 2022, I cannot comprehend the MGK appeal of it it's the same don't thing like, you dare how not dare? musically no we're not cutting musically. that for personal attacks calling no. mgk <laughs> not musically you're, just the vibe are, he's like you look. are so lucky i'm not in the same room as you right now <laughs> i don't like mgk <laughs> that's God. the point i just think that last year was interesting for san marino the year before now when they sent for the second time since sent hit that was their act they need to like pursue that. Second or third? Are we counting twenty twenty? Oh, we kind of have point. to because yeah, I, I can't stop shaking my ass. To it's a freaky. freaky, I love that song. Freaky's awesome. Yeah, no, Sen hit. Sen hit was a good. The second and third times was great. Like that's it. You got to send. Maybe Pick Jacks just needed Flowrider. They. It's a, not too late. Oh my god, a Flowrider feature. They it's need not a too late. Flowrider verse. That's gonna fix all their problems. I could see I it. I mean, I no. feel like Mr. Bikini Contest will definitely lay down <laughs> something really great on this. You don't understand. San Marino is still in debt to Mr. <laughs> Flow Rider. Mr. Mr. Tremont Lasselle Dillard. That's why the quality in Una Voce is so fucking bad. Because they can't afford anything more than like someone's nephew's oh. iPhone 7 to film it on. So that's sort of the next thing I wanted to prompt for each of you is that the process for... Unavoce person Marino is quite long and drawn out. And I think it's good that it's so open for anyone to join, but I think it also <laughs> means that literally anyone can rock up and not necessarily provide a good uh, national final. So do you feel yeah. like the national final as a whole is contributing to maybe not the best act being chosen or like, even though like we probably have all not watched watched San Marino. You did? Yeah. I watched the final. What it's become in its openness is a runoff contest for acts that can't quite cut the mustard in other NFs. Achille Loro is unfortunately a really good example of this. I didn't, I didn't hate Stripper. It was fine. He just, his vibe to me is a little bit, not my style, but that's fine. He was in San Remo and then pretty much like crashed and burned quite deliberately in the final. Yeah, he threw the towel in the San Remo final because I think he knew then he was in Unavoce and he knew because he's Akalilori, he was going to walk. He was going to make it. Yeah, exactly. And that's sort of what it became, which is, I mean, that's, I think, what Ranella thought was going to happen this year. If you don't know, UVPSM did have Ranella trying to return quite hysterically didn't even come in the top 10 of UVPSM, which is pretty funny. She also didn't actually, like, she only qualified because she had to go to a second chance round. Yeah, she she didn't even qualify from mm. straight from her semi. Classic Ranella cannot qualify from a semi. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, that's Lockie. Kaz, do you have any thoughts? 
I didn't find time to listen to all 900 entries, but <laughs> I, the only people I heard, the only, well, the only person I heard about was Ronella beforehand. And even then I didn't listen to her song. I also know that um, Alfie R. Curie was in it, I think. Right. But I didn't even know where he came or if he made it to the final. But... He was in the final. He won an award. Yeah, he did. Got a critics award. Yeah. Alfie Curie came uh, 19th. I Ooh. think in the final of nine hundred twenty dollars. Hey, he performed above Ranella. Ranella was twentieth. So, like, <gasps> oh, another top oh, twenty. Last. Let's go. <laughs> another one. Thank you. Oh wait, no, sorry. This is I sorted the thing by on Wikipedia by place, and it doesn't actually place anyone below tenth. So who knows? Oh, it just okay, had those two it? last. It was quite funny when Alfie, who is like a full-blooded Italian second generation, I think, and he um. They got him up on stage after he received his award and they were like, cause it's in San Marino, they were hosting in full Italian, fluent Italian. And the guy kind of went like, you know, he's saying his whole spiel and then he kind of went, Oh, uh, you stand here. We take picture. <laughs> and Alfie's <laughs> nodding like, yeah, man, I, no, I know. <laughs> it's all good, dude. Uh, it was so Aww. funny, man. The whole final was a, was an absolute rat's nest. It was a mess. I loved it. Uh, Zoe. Yeah, I've got mixed thoughts about Inovoce. I think it's good that San Marino is putting in the effort. They're trying to have their own San Remo moment. I think that's really cute. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, how nice. Good job. Well, it's like I like that they do have like a certain amount of like San Marinese artists that to go through and the whole yeah. kind of emerging and established split. I think the problem with them also might stem from a problem with fans. I feel like San Marino, because of their size, are kind of treated as a bit of a joke country. Yes. And I feel like maybe that opinion, like they've kind of taken it on board more than they should. Like as soon as you see someone lose out in an NF, they're just like, oh, go do Novocho. Yeah. Like that's true. I feel like that's inherently an issue as well, though, like yeah. about it. As I say, even though it's like a good thing that it's like, oh, well, yeah, no, if they they mess up in the final or if they if they don't make it through they get a second chance i feel like that's inherently a bad thing for san marino because it's like you're getting like the leftovers of what more successful countries didn't want if you want a second chance just like enter again in your own country next year yeah i think that like there should be a rule that you can only be a part of one national final a year i think yeah, that would that be reasonable be i don't think there'd be any reasonable way of like enforcing, enforcing that. it yeah but yeah so i'm i'm very mixed on it as a format i think it has potential to be good i just think that um they might need to i don't know curate it a little bit more let's put it that yeah way. please they half need a manager. and then half again the amount of entries that are in it yeah. it's too long and established to be like San Remo, but it's not stupid enough to be Belarusian Eurofest, you know? Mm -hmm. It's sitting in this like weird middle ground. So, second semi. Yes, second semi. Between Georgia and Austria. Yeah. Do we think that San Marino are going to stand out in between these two countries? No fucking way. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Maybe for the wrong reasons. Yeah, Maybe. well, they've also got Carpe Diem before them. Like, it's Slovenia, Georgia, Austria, uh, San Marino, Austria. Like, it's a tough spot. It's bad for them. And then Voyager also in the same semi. So it's like they're the worst of three rock acts. Yeah. My Even as the one, like, person who really appreciates this song, it's so dead. Like, it 
Yeah. <laughs> it's going to die. It's going to die a death. And, and that's okay. Like, I don't know. Getting to Eurovision is pretty huge, especially for a relatively young band that yeah, doesn't have I mean, have they had to beat, what, 700 people to get the chance to go to Like, they've already won. Every country has different realistic goals to shoot for. Like Australia, we have to qualify every year, otherwise it's a failure. And that's valid. But like for San Marino, just kind of being there is pretty good. The fact yeah. that they're even allowed to be involved. Bring back microstates. Love for microstates. Dude, Don't you Aiden. last episode. Yeah, <laughs> I was just about to say, last episode, Aiden was calling for the death of microstates. Of course he oh was. God. That's all he does. Yeah. The man is a cur. Okay, well... I am going to go around the grounds. I'm going to start with Kaz. Is it qualifying? This is getting zero points in the semifinal. Hands down. Italy's not even there. Uh, right? Yeah, Italy's not there. So they're getting zero. Hard death. Even if Italy's there, they're getting zero. Yes, I agree. So Zoe, is it qualifying? Absolutely not. I don't think it's going to get zero. I could see it being like in the middle of the non-qualifiers. It'd be very shocking if it did. I know people see semi-final two as the weaker one. I don't think I see it. I think it's dead in the water. And Lockie. No. <laughs> Who's going to vote for it, really? No one. <laughs> <laughs> the one fan. The one fan of Peaked Jacks is... Oh, wait. We're in that semi. Okay, I will vote for Peaked Jacks. <laughs> Are you seriously going to vote for Peaked Jacks over... Of course not. Of Joker course. out vote... or Voyager, though. Come on. Well, I can't vote for Voyager. I'm going to vote for Austria. Oh, true. And I'll probably vote for... Slovenia a bit, yeah. But like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna waste. I was gonna say, don't waste the money. Any of my, yeah, hard-earned oh, cash. Hard-earned fifty cents. Exactly. Yeah. No, no one's gonna vote for San Marino. It's dead. <laughs> Love it to death. And finally, uh, even though you may or may not like the song, I want you to rate it out of ten. Kaz. Cheek Jacks emphasis on peaks at U U V P N whatever the songs that national final is called. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna. I'm sorry. I have to give it a zero. I just really cannot Ooh. find a one good redeemable thing about this. Wow! Don't I waste mean, my time. Aiden is the king of zeros at this point, so I'm very surprised to hear you. There's more to come. Ooh. From the positive Ooh. king himself, Zoe. It's a solid two for me. It's at least generous. it has some points. Yeah, yeah it's generous. like again, like sonically, the song's fine. I think it's maybe a tad boring but it's fine but i just can't get past the lyrics i know other people don't care about lyrics i feel like it's too much ick way too much ick get them out of here <laughs> gives me the ick and finally lachlan i'm gonna get my whole ass eaten for this on twitter <laughs> but light eight <laughs> well that's technically two zeros stacked on top of each other yeah two zeros <laughs> stacked on top of each other with a zero wearing a belt So we're going to touch on the next country. I will say that at least one person likes each of these songs. So it's not just like a stacks on for one person this whole episode, but this one is probably more of a stacks on for Kaz. And we're going to be talking about Albania uh, with the song Do Ye. Do Ye? Mm -hmm. Do Ye? Yeah. Do Ye by Albina and family. Kilmendi? Is that it? Kelmendi? Kelmendi? <laughs> I think it's Kelmendi. Hold on. 
We could just it's coming, yeah, I'm pretty take sure. Take a fresh run at it. So we're going to talk about Albina and fa- <laughs> Albina and the family <laughs> Kelmendi. <laughs> you illiterate? <laughs> it's right in front of me. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, and the song Do Ye. Uh, whatever. I've been hosting for way too many episodes at this point. This song won Festival of Kengis, and it was picked very early to be the favourite to win, I think. Lots of people got behind this. Did anyone watch Fic this year? I watched all the songs. I usually watch Fic because it's the first one, but then I saw, I woke up one morning and it was like, I got the winner of Fic, and I'm like, oh, shit, it was on. (laughs) It was a bit like that, to be fair, Fic this year. The other thing was that it wasn't the very first NF because... We had Ukraine first. We had Vidbeer first. Yeah. It's usually this is the signal for all of the NFs to start. It's Fickmas. Yeah. It's the second year in a row that they've been pipped at the post by someone because last year it was Chechia got in first. It really exposes the fact that Fickmas being a thing, Fick being the first NF, is literally the one of two reasons that anyone watches Fick. <laughs> anyway, so moving on from the national final itself, the song, who heard it? Yeah, man. Who know it? Who, what did you, okay, we'll start with you, Lockie. What did you think, what do you think of Duye? It's pretty funny. Funny? Yeah, because like she's really s- extremely self-serious on this track and like she kind of earns it. It's good. She does a pretty fantastic vocal performance to her credit. She's absolutely like bringing house down emotions slaying no she's bringing it in a big way but then she's got she's sort of surrounded by her kind of mildly placid odd vibe giving family that's like putting hands on her and sort of they <laughs> it feel just, a bit out of place in their movements yeah it's like they don't know what they're doing <laughs> at all especially the brother that kind of comes over her shoulder a couple times in the performance it's like what are you good bro it gives me the ick (laughs) so this one's giving you the ick yeah i i think the song is fine albania loves these hyper dramatic ballads a lot of the time they kind of start to feel a bit samey and this is just another one of those very albanian songs that's just like high drama with not a lot of meaning behind it as far as I can tell from my limited research. Cool. Zoe, what's the vibe? I don't know what the vibe is. Honestly, I, it took me a while to kind of, I don't know, form any thoughts about the song. I think I would like it a lot more if it was a solo song. I yes. do get around an Albanian wailing lady. I have yeah. been a big fan of that in the past. I just, I don't know. Something about, yeah, the the family like the interactions on stage, I feel like they need to be like a bit more rehearsed maybe, a bit more confident in what they're doing. Because, yeah, it does feel like she's absolutely selling it and then they feel a bit more awkward. I will say, though, I did watch a bit of the Polish pre-party and they seemed Mm. a little bit more loose there probably because it wasn't like anything that, you know, meant anything. It was just for fun. Yeah. They seem to be a little bit more fun there, and that was a fun performance. The song's fine. Yeah, I didn't do Fix, so I can't say if it's the best of the lot, but, yeah, I just hope that I like the the vibes more come May. I don't know. With that, I'm going to release 
the hurricane or the Kazamacane, <laughs> if you will. Hurricane, bitch. <laughs> Kaz, hey. Hello. What's what? What do you think about Duye? I guess I just support family values and <laughs> families working together and in a drought of, and I'm going to say this, this isn't going to make sense to me. I'm going to say Turkish coded entries, which I'm essentially <laughs> defining as, you know, songs with instrumentals that are Turkish, Mediterranean, Middle Eastern, that type of vibe. This is the only song because normally Azerbaijan will give us a little, you know, it's written by like 16 Dutch people, but at least it's usually got a little like, Hinge and Azerbaijan sent, you know, that. And then now this is all I have. Like, this is all I have. I don't even know if I like this song. I just, it's all I have. You know what it reminds me of? It's very much, and you guys definitely won't know this, but people like around the world, like Turkish soap operas are a very popular thing. Like, even in like random places like Brazil and Pakistan, this is literally like a Turkish soap opera, like intro music. It just scratches my brain. And it, it feels, it feels a void. So you say you, you almost feel like nostalgic about it, do you think? And to be honest, my grandma still watches them. So I hear that that type of music all the time, like playing in the background. But it, there's not that many. I feel like this is it's very like a producer. I feel like it's a very clean year. And this, this song just feels like one of the more, I guess it's kind of channeling more of the like ethnic side of its own country's music, which I like, mm. which I'm always a yeah. supporter of. I was thinking that. I was like, I feel like there's usually a good amount of like Balkan ballads. Like I love a Balkan ballad. Yeah. But there's very little in the yeah, in terms of like regionally specific music. Usually there's a bit, but yeah, I can see what you say about this year being very kind of samey. I was gonna say, like, even in like countries like Ukraine, like they sent like stuff like Shum in the past, and even this year they're kind of doing something that's more like any country could have sent that. It's not like a specifically a Ukrainian entry. And I just feel yeah. like that's why I'm maybe so drawn to this, especially because that style of music is a bit more personal to me because I'm Turkish. I asked Aeon and Lockie this in the very first episode, but I, I guess I'm curious now to know, Zoe and Kaz, do you feel like this year is the TikTok year? Because now that you're saying sort of that a lot of the the culturally historic music that we, we know and love about Eurovision is gone, uh, it sort of made me think of the point that I was trying to make in the first episode. So I guess I'll, I'm curious to see what you think about this. Yeah, I do see that. But also I feel like TikTok got so heavily around Shum, like culturally specific music styles and TikTok music is essentially like completely exclusive ideas. I do see the TikTokification in, yeah, so basic songs like Kaz said about Pick Jacks, how it's like kind of the same thing over and over again. Like that kind of repetitiveness means that like you can cut it down, you can put it on TikTok. There is less of a unique sound amongst all the songs this year. A lot of the unique songs from the NFs died as well. Yeah. We know Vidbia had a really oh. good option. Vidbia had a couple. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Vidbia always has options. And I re- like I was so certain that they were going to send... Is it Krut, Krut B? Yeah, I Krut. That's it, the Krut. That I was so certain because it was like right in that vein of awesome cultural music that they sent. And yeah, to Kaz's point, what they've sent instead is quite a kind of generic um, vibe. And mm. I, I guess to their credit, Albania last year tried something new with Ranella and it didn't work, clearly. 
So going back to their very like cultural roots is probably a good call. They have a pretty good history of qualifying, so. Yeah, I was really surprised when Ronella did win. Oh, a little bit surprised. I think, didn't she have, like, some ties? Like, Albanian mafia. Ties. <laughs> yeah. No, I was thinking to, like, uh, RTSH. Is that the Albanian? Yeah. Sounds right. RTSH. I think I remember hearing something about that. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, not shocked they've gone back to this. Nice to see them try something different. I think it could have landed if they uh, changed the staging a bit, but, uh. I do like this Albanian sound, but I do like it when countries uh, change it up. Mm. So I don't know. I'm kind of torn. Kaz, can I ask you, you obviously like are connected to the music, which is yeah, actually really valid and something I hadn't thought about. Do you also get the weird vibe from the family that maybe they don't know what they're doing there? or They probably don't, but <laughs> maybe, I don't know, it kind of adds to the charm for me. It's just like some random like family like that just be like you like grab some random people from my family and just tell them hey stop singing like i don't know <laughs> it, I don't, it doesn't like bother that. me that much i don't know maybe i just didn't detect it that much before i don't know i just i think this entry will stand out this year specifically i don't think it's gonna win or anything but it will, it'll do better than Ronell. let's just mm. say that well, did we want to move on to the uh running order segueing on from that yes that's exactly because... what i was gonna say <laughs> It's uh, between Austria and Lithuania. Yeah, that's an interesting spot. Yes. Lithuania is probably, out of those two, the one that's going to hurt the most from that placing. Absolutely, yeah. I like Lithuania, but like I think Albania definitely stands out more out of the two songs, especially next to Edgar and, and then Voyager after that. Um, I'd almost say the opposite. I reckon stay... Every single person that's not, I know we're talking about Lithuania another day, or if we talked about it already, I don't know. Every (laughs) single person that's shown a stay to their mum has absolutely throffed it. I think stay is is on lock as a qualifier. I think Duye out of the pair is going to be the one that fumbles a bit. I think going after who the hell is Edgar, which is so goofy and is something so earnest, might be a bit of a tonal whiplash. And then following that with something that's. in English, so it's going to connect more, but also that's already been tried and tested with mums across the continent. Yeah, I have a couple of mum songs. Love for the mums. Do you find then that the days of Albania qualifying with a quote unquote ethnic, or maybe I should say like authentically Albanian song is over, or do you think it's just this instance? We're going to have to I see don't what think happens it this is. year. I th- yeah, I think it's just this year. I mean, I don't I don't want to rule it out as a qualifier. Uh, I think it might be borderline. I think it's just in a bit of a rough spot. Kaz, what do you think about the running order? I don't know how much the running order like really, really affects things. Like if you're a great song, you should be able to qualify from anywhere. But I feel like being just at the end in general is usually a good thing. And I think this song to me clearly stands out amongst the semi-final for good reasons like what we've been saying about the kind of regionally specific songs and so i think this will be i don't know let me be bold i think this will be a safe qualifier a locked qualifier even Woo. Mm, huge. it is a yeah. weak weak semi in my opinion i don't think it's gonna struggle too much we'll see whether that authentic albanian sound carries it through or whether that's just you know they were on a hot run for a while it's less about where it's placed in the semi and more about what it does 
to the mood of the semi because it's quite like whatever you feel about them. Slovenia, Georgia, San Marino, Austria are all quite big and like up songs, up yeah. tempo, up vibe. Um, even Georgia, which is a bit more of a kind of a ballad, but it's quite loud and, and big and in your face. And then Austria, I think really stripping it back. Maybe that makes it stand out. Maybe that, maybe some people find it forgettable for that reason. It might be the piss break song possibly for the semi. Do we, okay. Genuine question. Do we have confirmation that Austria is good live or? Oh, we will find out officially tomorrow, tomorrow morning. At the Madrid party. Okay. Because at this point, they haven't done any pre-parties. So this is it. This is their first one. Exciting. This will be well out. Yeah. <laughs> so we will never know at this point. But I'm going to, here's what I'll do. Because it'll be edited after, I'm going to do, yeah, they were great at the Madrid party. Oh no, they were terrible at the Madrid party. <laughs> you can cut in whichever <laughs> one sounds best. <laughs> do you want all of you record a soundbite of, yeah, they were good or no, they were not good so that I can... <laughs> <laughs> Put in like after the fact reviews. Slay. Austria was incredible. Yeah, they were amazing at the party. They were great. What a stupid bit. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for uh, entertaining me with that. Rate the songs out of 10. I give it a four. I would give it more if it was solo. But in saying that, I feel like every single year there is a Balkan ballad that I don't like much at first, that absolutely grows on me. This is the only Balkan Ballad of the year, so maybe like check back in a month and I might have it on like a 12 out of 10. We'll see. I don't know. Only wow. time will tell. We'll, we'll see how we go when we, um, when we re-record yeah. <laughs> our reactions. I will give it a light five. Same as Zoe, I think. If they decide to go without the family, which will be like really sad for the family... That would be. Oh, I don't think they're going to go without them. I think it's just no, my family's my going. wishes. The family's <sighs> going. That's so sad. I genuinely, I think if the if you got rid of them from the stage, like even if you just had them stand at the back instead of having them like be near her, it would be great. I would probably have it at a seven. But like Nepo uh, family. Yeah, it's <laughs> fine if they just either made their interactions less awkward or just kind of like I don't know stood like everyone yeah. just stood and they're just saying sounds good. Kaz. I don't know why do you all see what I did there? Think this isn't gonna qualify. Oh wait, no, we already did that. Bad. I don't know Bad. why. Do let me try it again. You know, no, never mind. I'll let it go. <laughs> no, but leave it. I give this uh, a strong nine. Wow. It's the oh. only one giving me my Turkish dizzy soap opera fantasy right now. Respect. Slice. Disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to say something in French to lead into this song, but I, I, I just... Oh, oui, oui. Baguette. Uh, yes, France. Yep, we're talking about France now. This is Evidemont by Lazara, who remains ageless <laughs> from all accounts. Lazara was, I'm mean, stop saying it like that. <laughs> Lazara was uh, internally selected by France who have given up on their national final very suddenly. Like they didn't really give it a good run, mm. but they internally selected her and chose this song. So I am going to start off this time with Kaz. Do you like France this year? 
I do. I think this was a solid Eurovision entry. I actually knew of Lazara before Eurovision. No I way. Listened to her. Yes, I listened to a few of her songs before. And I think if I had one gripe with this, it would be that this is very much a, a song for Eurovision based on the type of music that I feel like she makes. It can be a double-edged sword, like depends on like what the song ends up being. But I think for the most part, I think this is pretty good. I think that it works in that context, maybe a little bit better than it does like as just a song to listen to. I love her as like an artist and a singer. I think she's really great. And I think that's to me the biggest strength of France this year. What do you think you like about the song? I just think it's kind of grand. And I think that if you're going to be generic, I feel like that's kind of the best thing to be. Oh, not that this song's generic, okay? That sounds like I, I'm dragging it. But like, I feel like it's just got a presence. And I feel like that that's important. It's good for Eurovision. I feel like it appeals to both a jury and a televote. I think they're going to do very well in both. And so I just think it's a really solid entry. To be honest, I don't have too many like strong opinions about it. I just feel like it's a really good song, sung by a really good singer. It's got two things about it that I particularly like latch onto that I really like. It's got a thick, nice bass line that sounds really good in a pair of AirPods, which is okay. which is a good thing if Rich. you're me. Rich, yeah. And it's like played, it might not be played, but it sound, it's got like a natural bass tone, uh, which I love. That's always fun. And the other thing that it has is a uh, little, like in the chorus, it has little pew 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 things yes. which i love they're also in our theme song which i wrote <laughs> because i just love is those that why you put that in there no it's they it's just a good like brain itching sound <laughs> you know that little beep, beep, it just feels so right it's, i don't know if it's like a little 808 pad or something that they use for a lot of music but it's like it just has kind of a very disco vibe and that ties it all together. The first time I heard this song, I was like, oh, hell yeah. Nice. They nailed it. <laughs> um, but then, like, it's gradually kind of grown off me. Like, it's just good. It's a solid song. And France only needs to be solid, I think. It's another country like Italy where the less risks they take, the better they seem to do. Because, you know, a couple of years ago, they sent Voila, which was great. Uh, but it was very safe, just a French ballad with French vibes and a great singer. And then last year they sent Fulen, Fulen, Alvin and the girls, Alvin and the Chipmunks. Um, and it was <laughs> pretty good. I liked it, but it did so badly, like 17 points second last in the contest badly. So better for them to just send a like an amazing performer who's got a totally together look and a solid song and come ninth or whatever. Good. Good for you, France. You did well. Indeed. Zoe, do you agree? I love it when France is just really French. So true. I think it's great. Oui. I am a slut for a chanson. I... <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love everything about this. Uh, I feel very strongly about this, actually. Sorry, Kaz. Wow. Yeah, no, I... <laughs> It's a winning formula. It always hits. I mean, we saw how good Barbara Pravi did. We've seen how good all of her junior Eurovision pen songs have gone. They're all very French as well. I adored Fulen. I thought it was great. I don't get why it finished as low as it is. But like, while it Please is say still... you're joking. 
<laughs> no, but like Marlon is still say psych, say psych right no, now. It's so good. Well, like it is traditionally French, but it's originally French for a very specific region, like it's Brittany, and that didn't translate, obviously. So I understand why they scrapped uh, the, the NF that I'm not going to try and pronounce. That no one can remember. Sister, I yeah. can remember it. I just don't want to try and pronounce it. Um, <laughs> do it. Um, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I get why they chose internally and I get why they chose uh, something very safe. But in saying that, I love the strings and the mix of the strings and like the little disco elements. I think Lazara is so charismatic. Uh, I've loved all of the little behind the scenes clips of her, like her filming her uh, postcard on that horse in oh. that muscle. <laughs> It's yeah. so good. I'm obsessed. I think she's really cool. I am actually a little surprised that they chose her, though, because she's French-Canadian. She's not even, like, oh. French. And oh, she's a fake French. Yeah, she's a fake French. <laughs> That's probably a good so thing. So it's like I was a little shocked in that regard. Nonetheless, it's a great song. I think it's going to do really well. They keep it simple, but they keep it simple in a way that really works with the songs. Yeah, they're very appropriate with their approach. And they like yeah. to invest as well. Because I think there's a benefit to only being in the final. Obviously, they're already spending a bunch of money on the contest as a, an AQ, as one of the big five nations. But, like, if you don't have to stage in the semi, then you can just mm. pour a bunch of cash into it. And I just know their budget for an LED with the Eiffel Tower is huge. <laughs> <laughs> So true. <laughs> they love the Eiffel Tower. Hey, like I get it, but we all it's get it. All right, friends? No, at this point, they've got to triple down on it. It's so funny. <laughs> it is fucking hilarious. I love it when they bust out the Eiffel Tower. It's the biggest way that a nation can just go, look at my big penis. Like <laughs> literally look at this huge penis that we have in the capital city. We're going to put it on the stage. It's so wild. The fact that there's one in Las Vegas as well of the exact replica is like, okay, yeah. so there's one here and we can gamble. Well, like originally as well, it's really this is probably going to get rejected. The Eiffel Tower was actually uh, hated when it was first put up. It was put up for one of the world's fairs in uh, France and it was supposed to get taken down and they didn't. They but... should. It's not too late. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it was supposed to just be a temporary thing. And so it was really funny how it's kind of become this massive tourist attraction now. It's used as like a radio antenna, I think. Yeah, I don't know. There's some fun Eiffel Tower facts for you. Hey, I'm <laughs> going to keep them in. I'm not going to redact them. Now you can like sit this like podcast them. down as educational and we can get twice as many listeners. You're welcome. Yeah, we're going to end up on all the charts, not just this the Irish marketing. charts. This is <laughs> the Irish educational yeah. charts. Yeah, exactly. We're just going to take over the entire market. As we should. How educational is it to say, look at my big penis? Yes. Well, (laughs) it's anatomy. Anatomy of France. Do we think this is going to do well with what we think is going to make it to the grand final? Do you think that they're going to do anything innovative other than a person standing on stage with some artistic shots? Like what do you think the end goal goal is for france we'll start with kaz this is why i like conflict on it because on one hand when it first came out i feel like it got a very good reception and so my mind is telling me that okay well 
it'll probably do well, maybe like top 10 type of thing. But to be honest, the more I think about it, I kind of see this like maybe being like right-hand side of the board, kind of like between like 14 to like 17. Like I just think in a really strong group of songs, which I feel like it is this year, I guess no one else does besides Lockie. But to me, I just don't see it standing out in the same. I feel like Voila just had this like, well, let me let me show my French skills. Je ne sais quoi about it. That, <laughs> song, this song just kind of, I don't know, it's good, but it just doesn't have that that same, I'm not going to say again, that it factor about it. And I just feel like, I feel like this one doesn't hit as hard. And for that reason, I feel like it's going to end up being a little bit forgotten, especially to me if it's in the first half of the semi, uh, first half of the grand final. I definitely feel like it'll get lost then. The it factor for Voila, which is, as a song, is pretty pretty much just a French ballad. I think the it factor was more than anything. Like her personality and like the energy she brought to the song. My assumption is that Lazaro will be the same thing where she's just got kind of a magnetic energy. And I actually think that she'll connect like mid table for the televote and quite highly for the jury because it's a bit jury bait in my opinion. A charismatic woman singing a good song is like pretty much that's what the juries are always looking for. So I think it's going to be a pretty solid top 10. Zoe. Yeah, I don't know about top 10. I think it's going to come mid-table. Again, I love it. I have faith in them to stage it well. I think, yeah, like Bob Nash, good old Bob Nash and Barbara Pravi. <laughs> Damn, uh, Aeon, you are sorely missed right now. Yeah, shout out Aeon, love you, babe. Yeah, I think the the big pull for that, like it was a very solid song. We know she can write a song. She's done it a million times over. We're ignoring Junior Revision this year. Yeah, like I think the big draw for that was the staging more than anything. It was so simple, but it was so striking and it was filmed so well and it was done with so much care and thought and practice. Side note, can you imagine if they tried to do that last year at Turin? Well, they kind of did with Sweden. Yeah, true. <laughs> and they fucking fucked it up. <laughs> yeah, I trust this will do well. I think I have faith they'll stage it well. We'll see what it's around and how that influences things. But as it stands, yeah, I can see it doing mid-table, like maybe left-hand side, either low left-hand side, high right-hand side. I don't know about top 10, absolutely not top five, maybe lower half of top 10, yeah. So, with all of that in mind, rate it out of 10. We'll go back uh, around the same way we came. So, we'll go Kaz first. I'm going to give a... We don't do 0.5s on this, do we? No, I will allow 0.5s. I'm just Aiden uh, was enforcing... doing 0.7831s the other day. I'm enforcing a very strict caveat for Aiden because he's not allowed with these nonsense in this podcast. So you may do a 0.5, but if you give me anything other than a 0.5, I will redact it. Oh, well. I will give <laughs> lasagna oh, wow. an 8.5. 8.5? You said you didn't feel anything about it. It's a very just like good Eurovision entry, but it doesn't really inspire anything out of me. Like it's just very good. And I think she's, I like her, like her like presence and her like the way she sings it she's so like grand about it but you as a really song like it's like just like yeah it's just like a good like disco little eurovision song i don't know 
Lucky, rated out of 10. I had it a solid seven, and I thought I liked it more than Kaz. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm stunned. Blindsided, just like the French people were when the Eiffel Tower was left in Paris. Zoe! <laughs> I'm giving it an eight as well. Looking really closely Ooh. at our like, sheet of ranking, yeah, Kaz and I both have it as 11th at the moment. Lucky has it at 20th, so it's really funny that you thought uh, you had it higher. Um, I thought I liked it more. <laughs> I'm just hateful. Yeah, I really like it. I'm going to give it an eight. Woo! Number three. Look at my big Yeehaw. penis. Look at my big penis. <laughs> so many penises. The fourth song we're going to be talking about today is Moldova's entry with Pasha Parfeni returning to the contest, having already competed for Moldova with his new song, Suarele Shiluna. So the song won its national final. I feel like I ask this every single time there's a national final. Who watched this national final? I was going to, and then I got lazy. That's so fair. There were so many national finals. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I feel like there's a point where it's like, I go in with good intentions. I start out well. And then it's like 15 at the same time. And I don't give a shit about the half of them. And I wish I did. And half of them have like 17 heats and 400 songs. And yeah. It's just not worth it. There were 30 songs in Etapa Nacional. God. And it was almost Sunstroke Project. <laughs> it also could have been Sasha Bognabov. Yeah. So Sunstroke Project won the live audition. But yeah, lost out in the end. Also, Aliona Moon was in the uh, national final. She was Moldova 2013. That's right. So a lot of alumni coming into the contest this year. Everyone's desperate to compete again. Who would like to speak on this one first? I feel like I always dictate. I'll go. I might have something to say about it. Go on. It's fine. This song's <laughs> <laughs> fine. <laughs> For what it is, it's really quite catchy. The On the day of the recording of episode one of this podcast, to throw us back a bit, Ayan and I were sitting in our lounge room in the undisclosed studio location, just for some reason, just belting this song on repeat. And it's not like I'm not addicted to the vibe that it's giving off. We'll get to talking about the odd staging from the national final mm. that I'm sure we've all seen. But just the chorus is just like a really solid melody that sticks in your brain and like assaults you with itself over and over again. And I'm like, okay, for a Eurovision song, maybe that's solid. So I don't mean to interject, but it's really funny you saying that because Aeon is in our group. It has it the highest and you have it the lowest. And I think that's really funny. <laughs> I think that what Aeon considers good is often like, well, it's Not often bad. <laughs> but more, more importantly, it's, it's often like songs that she can latch onto very like comfortably, which is, I respect, like that's part of pop music. I don't think this song is a song that you can latch onto comfortably. She seems to have though. <laughs> seems to have very well. I mean, it's, it's a song in 4-4 that has a very simple melody that, you know, lyrics that she doesn't have to understand to enjoy. I think that's what I'm, what I'm getting at. Whereas for me, just because the song is like a brain worm doesn't mean it's good. Zoe, what do you think? I really like it. It's in my top 10. 
Um, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I think it's great. I like it more than Lauta, which I feel is kind of sacrilegious in my family. My aunt is a really big Eurovision fan and has had Lauta as her ringtone for the last decade since 2012. Maybe I have a bit more of a flight flight response with that song because every time it comes on, I think her phone's ringing, even though I don't live with her anymore. <laughs> I'm just kind of conditioned. But yeah, no, I love it. I think it's a really, I'm always a bit scared when artists return. And I think this is a really solid second run. It's really fun. It's really catchy. I think it's uh, filling the uh, shum void of this year. I don't know that you can. I'm make not saying it's as good as shum. I don't think it's as good as shum, but as in like that kind of like, you know, Eastern European flute upbeat pop song you know a little bit weird a little bit weird a little bit funky i don't think it's oh it it got funky it got funky (laughs) 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 he he got so funky on that flute my god yeah i i reckon it's a bit of fun i like it a lot i respect that kaz do you feel the same i think i'm kind of in the middle i'm kind of offensive i'm sorry but i feel like i get what i was always saying about the shum like essence but to me it just feels a little bit like watered down i feel like this song should have a way stronger impact than it does especially actually you know i said that albania was the only kind of like regional type of entry this year but this i mean isn't like this is very eastern european and so yeah it's a bit confusing to me why this doesn't stand out especially because he's a returning artist he's wrote for other moldovan artists before I don't know. It's still really good. Like, I think it's in, like, it'll do well because this is the type of song that, like, will do well at Eurovision, especially in this year. But I think I'm more in the locky camp on this one. I thought we had something going, Kaz. <laughs> pick a side, pick a side. Yeah, it's a war between me and Zoe, and Kaz has to be the deciding vote. Why? You're right. I'm broken. I trusted you. Zoe gets me on weekends and. <laughs> <laughs> My two dads. So I want to know from all of you as well. Uh, Lockie sort of touched on it a little bit earlier, but the staging for this performance, uh, for the national final at least, if I could compare it to something, and I know that I'm not really participating in this episode, but I would compare it to maybe the same vibe as Fuen or you said Shum, I guess. So maybe like if you think like Cabin in the Woods sacrificial something something nature mm, yeah. connected blah blah pagan. blah blah it's got pagan vibes bit of a mess in it it is a little bit do you think it's gonna stick around and they're gonna lean into that a bit more do you like it i think they're gonna keep it the exact same i don't see it changing yeah it's definitely the same vibes as like full and i don't know if it has the same vibes as shum because like gaway had like the whole band and then like two guys yeah i'd almost say it's a little bit more uh, anyone that watched Benidorm Fest last year, Terror by Tenshi ah, yes. I'm butchered that. I know a lot of people complaining when the live for that dropped because that was a big fan favorite, saying that it was a bit messy and a bit much. There's a lot going on. Moldova, of all countries, I think, has a history of just punting all their ideas at the last minute and doing something completely new. Certainly last year. Same situation. Mm. They had a returning artist coming in with a really strong kind of cultural song. And then weeks out from the contest dropped the stinkiest revamp of all time. If if they pull a revamp on this, I'm actually going to 
burn Moldova to the ground. <laughs> it's totally fine. It doesn't need a revamp. Um, it's it's but a, neither it's did fun. neither did no, the song no, last that's year. tell. This um, staging would be completely unmemorable if it didn't have the flute breaks. Have that like little person kind of doing the the dueling flutes vibe with um, Pasha during mm. the break. I don't know why. I find it to be so fascinating and almost like, I don't know if confronting is the word, not because it's a little person, but just because there's no reason for it. Like he just kind of like brings him out. He just is like, and he is this. And I think it's, it feels a little bit exploitative because it's like, now we have something. Yeah. I feel like it's very, it's like the inverse of, I don't know if you've watched 2013 lucky yeah um if you remember was it ukraine the gravity and they yes. had yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the guy with like giant gi- I'm, I'm gigantism thank you that too they had him bring her out and then leave for the rest of the thing <laughs> like it's just for the sake of like for i'm, its I'm own not sake. saying it's not that like people who have physical disabilities or physical uh different attributes obviously you know can't participate but when it kind of is like uh, yeah something about it feels there's this air of like tokenism yeah that's what i'm getting at absolutely that's the word oh zoe you're so smart oh i know (laughs) it does feel a little tokenistic watching it because there's no purpose for it you don't see it and go oh yeah Yeah, because it's 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 saying this they have one backing singer who just happens to be a little person. Like it's very deliberate in the the bringing out of, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel. Please let us know if this is like, if we're just completely off track, if there's something that you know from your personal research, that's like, this is the reason that works or that person is like the songwriter, the co-writer or whatever, then it's like, Oh dude, you know, yeah. Um, preemptive retraction on all of this. Uh, but it's just like definitely watching it, it feels like they've just tokenistically brought out a little person to be like, and now the staging actually has a moment in it. Um, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily appreciate that. Also, I don't think like if that's what they were going for, I don't think the song necessarily needs it. It could probably skate by just being like full in with that like kind of culty pagan vibe. Yeah, I love the vibe. Kaz, are we way off track or? I don't know. I, I get what you guys are saying about like tokenism part. That's definitely something that I, I understand. To me, like just maybe just because I just, first of all, like I don't know what the lyrics are saying and I don't know enough about like what sort of context or what sort of like culture the song is being drawn from. I just don't mind it. But it, I get that it kind of is like a little jarring that it feels like that's almost like the attention grabber when it feels like it would be... Maybe like it's better for it to be like complimentary than for it to kind of just be like he comes on every like chorus and just starts jumping uh, with Pasha. Like I feel like there's a better way to maybe incorporate it that feels a little bit more kind of natural. The looming threat of Sunset, Sunset, what were their names? Sunstroke Project Sunstroke coming Project. back. Sunset Project. Yeah, their looming threat now terrifies me. They're going to be sunsetted. <laughs> Inshallah. But like... <laughs> It is yeah, a relief I don't know. to not the, have them. The vibe, like, I wish, you know, honestly, maybe this is weird, but I, for this staging, like, you can tell me if I'm like, this is really weird, 
But my mind, when I hear this song, I think of where the wild things are. Oh, I yeah. don't know. That's where I'm like, yes. I don't know. Maybe this is the furry in me, but like, so there's like big, like, <laughs> like those, like, what, what do you call those things in the like wild things? Like those big monsters or whatever. Like, I feel like Kazi, that should be the staging for this song. Kazi, I'm, furry. No, I'm, I'm beating the, I, I'm not beating the furry allegations in this moment, but I'm not, I promise. <laughs> I'm 10. You're hen? I said I'm 10. Oh, I oh, thought you said hen. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> neurodivergent, <laughs> queer, and a minor. Stop bullying him. <laughs> I'm exactly. Thank you, thank you, Zoe. I think the I think the the monsters in where the wild things are are called the wild things. Um, oh, I'll leave it at that. That would make sense. <laughs> I actually see where you're coming from completely. Musically, it has kind of a tribal vibe. Maybe that's all it is. Dancing around a campfire. That's it. Yeah, they're they're there. They they've got the essence, but I think it needs to be polished. And it makes sense. It was in Moldova. Moldova is one of the you know poorer countries, so maybe they don't always have the budget to like you know in a national final kind of do what they yeah, want. Yeah, like uh, keep it like maybe a bit restricted for the national final. But I feel like they always pull out something pretty good at Eurovision. Like they're known for being over the top. Look at you know, like even My if lucky they're day. On, like, a small budget, like uh, Dorados, My Lucky Day, yes. like that. Is a very the best staging, maybe the yeah, best staging very ever. basic setup, but great staging. Like I'm very confident they'll do something. They'll pull yeah. it together. Come May, it's always going to look better at Eurovision than it will look at the Moldovan national final because almost yeah. nothing could look worse than the Moldovan <laughs> national final. Did you watch ESCZ? No, you got me there. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Um, but yeah, so we'll have to see. But I, I imagine that. Moldova will figure out a way to make this staging work. Well, speaking of which, this is the first song in a while that has fallen into the first semi-final. Yes. And it is 10th in the running order and it's between Israel with Unicorn and Sweden with Tattoo. Oof, that's tough. And this is a 15-song semi-final. It's between, I would argue, that it's two very big hitters whether you like the songs or not, uh, specifically speaking to Aiden here. But do we think it's qualifying? Ooh, it's tough. Yeah. With only 15 oh. songs. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I have <laughs> a confident qualifier. Oh, <laughs> I, think it's I, really have... locked. I think it's locked, yeah. I have everything from Israel down as a qualifier. There's at least four songs that are definitely <laughs> qualifying. <laughs> And then out of the like 11 or 12, I just think that this song represents a certain type of Eurovision song that kind of always will do well. And I think even between Israel and Sweden, I think semi-final, it's a bit easy, especially this is only a 15 song semi-final. So I think getting lost in the shuffle is a bit more hard. I don't think it's going to win or anything, but I think it'll, it'll be pretty like I confidently sail through probably like between like fifth and fifth and eighth. If I had to predict the whole semi-final now this would be the one that probably lands 11th for me by a margin of like five points it's close mm. i think it'll qualify i think it'll definitely be yeah a lower qualifier same if it gets like 11th i wouldn't be shocked but i do also get what kaz says about yeah it's just like a very safe eurovision song it's a kind of sound that always does well yeah i think it'll go through i'm not like insanely confident about it like it's not a surefire qualifier but i'm yeah i I reckon i do fine so you all have it qualifying just to be clear i think so i think it's probably fair how does it 
feel all being wrong. Anyway, rate them out of <laughs> 10, Cass. Oh, wow. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Oh, oh wow. wow. I'm going to give this song, let's go with just a solid eight. It's good. Bold take, bold take, I know. Bold take. Zoe? The Kaz Zoe single brain cell is absolutely popping <laughs> no. off tonight. I'm giving it an eight as well. And is it going to be triplets? Uh, I, no. <laughs> no. 7.99? Yeah, man. Uh, That's no, actually no, no, exactly... no, no, no. <laughs> no, I actually have it. Oh, I feel bad. I have it on a 5.5. <laughs> that feels so really low wow. now. That's fine. Oh, wow. It's fine. Like, I don't know. It's good. It's not... I don't know. I'm just going to maybe go get a snack. First of all, I want to shout out Ireland as a country because they are single-handedly most supportive fans, I would say, having put us up uh, in the charts for Apple Podcasts, which is very impressive. I, I'm sure it's really easy to do, but it does make me giggle that we are. I think it's number three for music commentary at the moment. So cool. So Clay, uh, love you. I love all oh. my fans. But we're going to dunk a little bit on your song. So, so this is uh, We Are One by Wild Youth. <laughs> going to go from three to 300 in one yeah. night. Here we go. Here's our flop era. Yeah, we're going to smash it in a little bit. So the song won Eurosong Ireland and was up against arguably a lot of mid-songs. I would say the whole NF was... Bar maybe like one or two. It wasn't stunning. But they ended up winning. And how do we feel about that? I'm going to go Kaz first. Like, don't piss me the fuck off. Like, why, why are we doing this? Like, Honestly. And they, oh, my God. Like, this is my dead last. It might be one of my least favorite songs ever from, like, whenever since I've been a Eurofan. It's just so offensively boring. That's the, that's the worst of all time. But yeah. this is bottom. It's, it's getting down there. It's not interesting musically. It's not interesting vocally. It's not even interesting in it's so bad it's good. It's just like a black hole of just like nothingness even the weird creepy music video that pissed me off even more i think that made it my last place for sure and they just yeah i feel bad a little bit because they got bullied for like no one was cheering for their song during one of those pre-parties but honestly deserved i couldn't agree more i actually have it second last but there's only because there's one other song that is like even more offensively bad. This song is a hate crime. As soon as it starts playing, I feel a pit of despair open in my chest and it and I want it to end before it's even started. It's like the the big, you know, whoppa fucking sound that they start it with that goes into the piano line. It drives you out the wall. Here's another niche complaint. Because they haven't got an official performance on the Eurovision YouTube channel yet, they've just got the music video. When we watched recently with some friends, watched all of the live performances we could find of the songs, uh, we had to watch the Eurosong performance, which means that the video starts with like four minutes of Ryan Tubridy, the host of Late Late Night or whatever, talking about Eurosong. And that guy can go straight to hell. (laughs) I don't like him. I don't like him. I don't like Ireland musically. Never has a country so consistently been poor at producing a competitive 
song than the country that has won more than any other country. <laughs> Come on, Brooke. Oh, Brooke. Our oh, okay. Brooke. Brooke okay, okay, okay. Sorry, I will swallow my pride and say that I was wrong. Brooke, <laughs> last year, That's Rich was actually awesome. That's a good point. Other than that, can you guys think of a single Irish entry that you actually like? Jedward. Okay. Oh, that one, I was going to say that. Oh, I was going to say Ryan O'Shaughnessy's Together. Oh, wait. Oh, okay. I Can I? Can we cut that sentence out? Because that's like my third favorite Eurovision song of all time. No, I'm going to leave it. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> wait. Sorry. Lipstick? Ryan O'Shaughnessy. Or, no, or, Ryan O'Shaughnessy's oh, oh. Together. Together. But that's like Irish music done. Like, that's like the best possible thing. Like a nice little quaint ballad with like a cute little message and good staging. Like, yeah. this is just like. All time. Yeah, I, it's I fucking love it. It makes me cry. It makes me cry. Zoe, get your licking. Um, I would just like to preface this with I, I have Irish heritage. I am I cannot be hate crimed for this. This is friendly fire when I say that this song makes me see red and I don't think that music should be allowed as a concept. <laughs> In saying that, it's my fourth from the bottom. There's three songs I hate more than this. I hate San Marino more than this. Oh wow. That's rough. Big for me, old wow but yeah, no, this is a, a bad attempt at a song. It's it's barely, I don't know if I can even call it a song, honestly. It's one of the worst out of a shit national final, but at least it wasn't that cunt from the Sex Pistols. Yeah, thank <laughs> Christ. Robbie Rotten? Is that his name? <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Rotten. Johnny, <laughs> Robbie Rotten is from, is from Lazy Town. Yeah, that's him. Speaking of Lazy Town, this song, We Are One, is the laziest piece of garbage. <laughs> Don't it's like you, uh, the, the music in Lazy Town slapped. Oh yeah, it's You're right. This is disgusting. Get yeah. out of here. I was, Sorry, I was I called strictly, him Robbie Rotten. I was strictly using the word lazy to, as the connecting bridge there. I, okay, cool. This song is a disaster. Like it makes me viscerally angry, and like I think that's clearly universal. Yeah, it's the most generic song. Every time it comes on, it sounds like it's going to be like the common song for that year, like the theme song. It reminds me <laughs> of, uh, it was it the, the, the 2014, the do, 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 yeah, that's the thing. It's generic to the point where I don't think it can be a song. It could only be a musical motif. And it's a musical motif extended into three minutes, and it's horrendous. I'm not obviously going to participate in the end of this, but I just no, want you to can, point you can pile out, in with this one. Yeah, I just want to point out that the lyrics are literally like narrating someone's day. Like, yeah. I don't yeah. need to hear you fucking use verbs. We take our first breath and then we look around. I'm like, oh, and then we get back up again. I'm like, uh, uh, I don't really fucking need to know what you're doing. It's really boring. Like the lyrics are just so uninspired as well. What could be We more might be different. We might be unique. What could be more pedestrian than literally describing the act of breathing? <laughs> we take our first breath and then we exhale. Okay. All right. Fuck. Slay. Fuck. You got me, man. I make a piece of toast. Spit bars. And then I eat the toast. It tastes like <laughs> toast. 
Man, have you considered entering Eurosong? You're really good. Thanks, man. <laughs> Look, here's my thing as well. When we had maps a couple of years ago, that song was also a bit of a disaster. And like, a bit. A bit. Look, we don't have to talk we about maps. We don't need to go into the law. When we had maps, the Irish people that we saw on Twitter, they went into bat for her for two whole years. They loved her. To their credit, they streamed her song more times than there are, you know, hours in a year. I think some people streamed it for 85 total days, which is really, like, genuinely impressive in a weird kind of a magical way. I've not seen a single person defend this song, whether Irish or otherwise. No one has gone into bat for this. And I don't think anyone would. Wait, let me check where it is on uh, my Eurovision scoreboard. I feel like it's a pretty decent... Oh, we haven't whipped that out in a hot minute. Yeah, that's a pretty decent indication of like... I think it's second last. I think San Marino's last, but it's... Oh, it's fifth last. What the... It's above Greece? That's pretty And uh, Azerbaijan? And Romania? Checks out. Damn. That's tough. That's tough. Oh, wow. I feel so bad for Big Jacks. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't know. It's kind of beautiful, though, if you think about it, because this song was supposed to be like an anthem that brings people together, but it, it did bring people together, but not in the way that in they hatred. were expecting, with love, with, in hatred. So I think there's something kind of touching about that. Yeah. Credit to you for winning it and for getting to Eurovision. You're doing better than most of us. But at least with, like, picked jacks, I've got a reason to hate it. Fine song, shit-ass lyrics. This is just, like, across the board, boring, generic there is nothing of substance. It sounds like it was written by a fucking robot to put out yeah. a generic pop rock song. You know? It, it's definitely like chat GPT has written these lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. Write me a Eurovision song that is exactly three minute song about bringing people together. And it goes. Common blip, blip, human blip, blip, experiences. Blip. Like we <laughs> take a breath. Up. We take our breath and then we breathe and then we breathe out. Uh, okay, that's pretty good. That's Chat pretty GPT. human. Yeah, it sounds real. Humans breathe. Well, first semi-final once again. It's in the first half though. It's slotted. I got to tell you, this run of songs is unbelievable. It's slotted in between Portugal and Croatia. So it's sixth in the running order. So it's done. It's dead. I mean, th- this is like when Kaz was saying before, you could put a winning song anywhere and it would win. You could put this anywhere and it wouldn't qualify. Well, I was going to say, do you feel like the staging is going to change in any way? No. Of course not. How are they going to stage this? It's going to be five guys on a stage like it was at Eurosong. You don't think they're going to have the little like hacky sacks over their faces like the music video? If they do, it's not going to win them anything. At least they don't have to see themselves on stage. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, plausible deniability that they were ever involved yeah. with this i didn't see yet. anything so i don't <laughs> so i don't know was i actually at eurovision you could pimp slot this you could put it last if it closed the semi it would still get zero i don't think it's gonna get zero i don't think it's gonna get zero i think it's gonna get like five or something like malta will give it like four people are probably gonna like it but they're not gonna like it enough to vote for it over something else you know yeah there's like, just it's... like a 10 or 11 or f- uh, 14 uh, better songs in that semi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like... In that 15 song semi. Like people-friendly, generic enough that there's bound to be people that like it, but there's just also nothing about it that stands out. I will be grateful when it's over. 
It's going to be a good piss break. It's in a good piss break slot. I could hear this in a portaloo, like, you know, the ones that play the music. I like, would put this the, in the, the toilet. Automatic door. I could Absolutely. write this in the time it takes me to piss. Okay. This is weird. Wow, <laughs> 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 that was dead. All Holy right. shit. <laughs> anyway. Oh, wow. Uh, anyway. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to ask you all. It's all in, it's in queuing, right? Everyone yes. agrees? Oh, it's in queuing, yes. yeah. Great. Rate yep. it out of 10. Zero. One. Zero. Slow. <laughs> Never We're been like, easier. I'm just reading on uh, Wikipedia about the song. They did an interview with ESC Bubble, and the frontman said the song is inspired by the mission that the Eurovision Song Contest brings to brings unity to Europe, hoping the song would bring a message of unity and peace to the people. I think it's it about sure unity. Did. I okay. think I think unity was achieved. Well, I don't know. Not in the way they intended. No. This is the most <laughs> certain about a song we've been in a very long time. I think. We are one. We are one. We are, we are one. one. That's Just why like I the... keep thinking Robbie Rotten, by the way. Because we are number one. That's why one. I keep thinking Paulini is singing this song. <gasps> yeah. Paulini is... built. Yeah. Now, if Paulini no, sang this. Change my score. This is a zero because it's doing bad on the good name of our Lord and Savior, Paulini. <laughs> if she, she sang this song, it would be a serve. If she sang any song, it would be a serve. She would drive this one home. Interesting. Oh. Interesting. But after all of that chaos, we're finally at the end of this episode. And with the end of the episode comes our check-in. So we're going to check in and see what our top threes are. I'm going to start with Kaz. Has your top three changed since last episode? No, I'm still on the Gustav train. I'm still, I think the closer I get to Eurovision concert, yeah, the more I'm getting hyped and I'm building myself up to it. And then I have Finland still second, Slovenia third. But in other uh, Kaz's news, the che- Czechia is rising in my top. I don't know. It's just really clicking for me. Even though the song's live is questionable, I just feel like as a studio car, it's really... And, and Spain. Those two, I see them potentially ending up in my top three, maybe before, the, before Eurovision actually starts. But we'll see. Damn, don't watch any of Czechia's lives. Yeah. Zoe, how's your top three? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, like it hasn't changed much. Like I said in my first episode, my one and two were locked. Finland first, Spain second. But third, fourth, fifth, Australia, Slovenia, Latvia, that is just like an absolute mess right now and I don't know what to put where. Uh, fuck it. I'm going to say uh, Latvia third, I reckon. Damn. See you, Australia. Sorry, Sorry Voyager. Voyager fourth, uh, Slovenia fifth, I think is where I'm at in my brain right now. That's fair. Lachlan? Uh, yeah, big change, big, big change from oh. a few weeks ago, actually. Oh, wow. So oh, before wow. I get to the top three, I will say Netherlands continues its steady rise. I like it. Mm. Um, it grows a stable hit. Day. Yeah, exactly. A stable hit. Um, and Slovenia's kind of like very, very good. Love it. But it's sort of in a tailspin a little bit. It's still in my top 10, but it was right up there and it's kind of drifting away. They released the English version and rough. Oh, anyway. Yeah, don't listen to it. Don't bother. <laughs> uh, so in third, I have Sweden. We love love for Lorene. Natch. Okay. <laughs> in second, I actually have Australia now. I have <gasps> oh, Voyager's. Wow. <laughs> Voyager's <laughs> sad. Done. Oh, wow. Best My friend God. lost. Flop error. NQ incoming. It's NQ. tough. It's tough because I, you know. You know that I have Voyager 
11 out of 10. We haven't really seen them do a live performance yet, so that's probably a big part tomorrow of it. But well, that all changes tomorrow, tomorrow though. Exactly. Yeah. So, but do we now. really need to wait and see them do a live performance? Like, we were there. We, we know, know it's going to slay. Gonna... Yeah. Look, I'm going to have it second for now because uh, he's done it, you know, <gasps> Finland. Karia mm. is just everything about his his vibe, his performance – like the man can't sing and he's still got me by the, by the, you know, Short tail curlies. feathers. He's the, he's, he's taking it. I would love to see him win. Uh, it would make me so happy. He deserves it. He's so fun. He's my winner. I really think he will. I love it. We shall see. Amazing. Well, end of another episode. Thank you so much to Zoe, Lockie and Kaz for joining me for this episode. No problem. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you would like to tell us why we're wrong for any of these, you can at us at Eurotrashtalk on either Instagram or on Twitter as well. We will be back very, very soon for the next episode. So thank you. Take care. Bye. 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 Eurotrash Talk podcast is recorded, edited, and produced by Jade Gray. The Eurotrash Talk theme song is composed by Lachlan Trappett and recorded and produced by Jade Gray.